All right, this is John Krasinski with Pittsburgh Soccer Now, and we are doing our latest edition of Pittsburgh Soccer Now one-on-one, and today we are talking with Al Alvine, uh, the head coach of Duquesne University's women's team, and Al, uh, it's great to have you on. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, um, you know we've we've uh, pa- our paths have crossed over recent years, and um, I've been beginning um, probably by 2014 or 15. I started doing some uh, developed Pittsburgh Soccer Report and started following the Duquesne women's program, and um, it's been great to have you here in Pittsburgh. And it looks like you know you've really uh, helped turn things around um, with the program. Um, and we'll get into some of that in a little bit, but I, I wanted to just kind of touch base. Uh, maybe some of the listeners uh, get to know you a little bit better. Um, you are, I, I'm looking here, it looks like you're a New Jersey native. We have a few of those that are soccer coaches around here. Um, um, so maybe just tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got started in the game and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I uh, grew up playing in New Jersey uh, at a very young age. Um, ended up Coming to uh, uh, to Pittsburgh as as a student athlete, played collegiately at Robert Morris, um, and then started my career, uh, coaching career in New England. Um, started out at a little Division three school in Vermont called Castleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on to a Division two school in New Hampshire called St. Anselm. Headed back out this way mm-hmm. to another Division two school, um, California University of Pennsylvania, and. Uh, and uh, have been at uh, at Duquesne for this is going to be my uh, my seventh year uh, coaching for uh, for Duquesne University. Wow. Well, maybe before we I was going to ask you about the Robert Morris uh, experience, but before we get into that, I maybe just a little bit about your um, just growing up in New Jersey. I know that even going back to the recent surge in popularity in the sport. Um, you know, you, you grew up in a time where there were hot spots for soccer, but in cer- certain areas in the country, and I, I think New Jersey was definitely one of them, right? Oh, it absolutely was. And, and part of that had to do with, uh, uh, with the New York Cosmos mm-hmm. being around at that time. Um, so I had the, I had the luxury of, of growing up in an area where I had a chance to see players like, uh, like Pelé and Franz Beckenbauer and, uh, Giorgio Canaglia play on a weekly basis, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with the growth of the game, not just in New Jersey, but at that time, uh, at that time there was a real soccer explosion with the NASL, um, but um, such a melting pot of, of different cultures and different ethni- uh, ethnicities um, really made it an area uh, conducive to the game itself, and, and you really... Uh, you really saw a lot of different, a lot of different styles. Whether it was, whether it was, uh, you know, German immigrants, Italian immigrants, Latin American immigrants, um, English, Irish, um, you know, people from the Slavic countries. I mean, there just mm-hmm. so many different, different cultures immersed in that area, and, and uh, everybody has their own different way of interpreting the game, and. Uh, um, certainly something that had a big impact on me as a player, and, and I would say that it had an impact on me once I started my coaching career as well. So what kind of player were you? <laughs> How would you describe I was, yourself? I was, I was, I was, a, I was, a, I was a physical player, I was uh-huh. an athletic player. Um, I would say 
technically uh, I was probably average relative to the levels that I played at. Um, but um, I would say that my biggest strength as a player was, was my ability to read the game and to see the game. Um, I was always a player that wanted to learn and, and, and wanted to uh, get the most out of every training session that I had with my coaches. So uh, um, I thought I was a, I thought I was a solid player. I wasn't <laughs> by any means, um, but I thought my, my ability as a player and the qualities that I had as a player um, served me well as as I started to coach because a lot of those a lot of the qualities that I had as a player I was able to. I was able to transfer it to the way that I coached and, and how I uh, communicate with players and, and how I how I organize my teams through uh, throughout the years. So, if I am and pardon me if I didn't do my completely do my homework, but if if everything adds up, then you when you came to Robert Morris, you played under John Kowalski. Is that correct? I did play under John Kowalski. I did. So what was the, what was that like? And uh, obviously, maybe take us to how you ended up here, um, and then what it was like to play for that program. Because back in the early the late '80s and the early '90s, that program was really prospering, and it was, um, you know, it became a real template for a lot of the other programs around here. And um, John did some some really great things. Yeah, I mean, John was uh, John was a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal mentor. Um, he just had a very uh, a unique way of, of communicating with players. I, I, the thing that really stood out for me most about playing for him was he was a he was a, he was a consummate professional. He was very detail oriented, um, and, and he just you know I, I would say as a coach playing for him, um, he was uh, he was ahead of his time. Um, Tactically and, and, and the way that he organized the team, definitely. But um, just just training the team on a day to day basis, and, and you know, obviously, you know, the success that he had at Robert Morris translated to him coaching, you know, at the national team level and MLS. Uh, but um, I consider myself very lucky to uh, uh, to call him a friend and, and to call him a mentor. And uh, obviously, you know, he's the coach of the women's team at Robert Morris now, so we talk all the time. <laughs> uh, we play each other. Right. We play each other frequently. So it's uh, uh, it's great to still have him around and be able to uh, um, to be able to, to see him and, and to, to ask him questions. Uh, he's, he's just, uh, you know, he's, he's somebody that I have a lot of respect for and, and uh, certainly has helped me a lot. You know, he obviously helped me as a player, um, but I would say he's probably helped me even more as uh, as, as a coach. Yeah, and you know, so how did you how did you find Robert Morris? I mean, of all places. Well, it's it's funny because uh, you know they had they had seen me play. It was uh, well ODT. I don't think you know, it wasn't called ODT though. They just had state team, so I was playing for. New Jersey State team, and we had played against the Western Pennsylvania State team, and, and um, they had reached out to me after 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 one event, and it was funny because as a kid growing up in, in, in New Jersey, um, I kind of grew up as a, as a New York Giants fan, but at that time, the Giants weren't very good, so... <laughs> 
everybody in New Jersey, you know, was a Giants fan, but you always had the second team that you were a fan of. Oh, okay. I know where you're going with this, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> I was always, I was always enamored with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Michael Harris jersey. I, mm-hmm. had, I had a Terry Bradshaw jersey. Um, I desperately tried to find a, a Rocky Blyer. <laughs> We have very similar paths. I grew up on Long Island, so uh, I am a. We won't tell too many Pittsburghers uh, that follow us, but uh, I'm a Giants fan myself. Uh, season tickets still in the family since like the 1940s. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting how a lot of people end up here um, and end up staying here. So, um, well, just uh, you know, on that note, I mean, obviously, you've uh, you've you've done some really good things with this program with Duquesne and um, obviously when you first took over the program it was a bit of a rebuild Um, you know you had a couple lean years there but um, maybe just take us through some of the early part of that um, your early years at Duquesne and and really what what did it take to get Duquesne to, uh, to a competitive level in the Atlantic 10? Yeah, it's, you know, I hate to use this term because it's a cliche and you hear a lot of coaches say it, uh, but just talking about changing the culture of the program and, and changing uh, the mindset. And, and, you know, when I, my first year here, um, you know, there were, there were good players here, but there were some things that we had to change in terms of, of the way that we were coaching, the way that they were being coached, um, um, just the general the general attitude and the approach towards training every day. Um, so changing the, the culture coming in was, 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 was the first, was the first priority. Um, but then actually, you know, the recruiting process for division one women is, is, uh, it's, it's such, uh, an early process. Yeah. Where, where girls are committing when they're sometimes freshmen in high school and in some cases earlier than that. So the reality is it probably takes a good three years before you start to, to really see the, the fruits of your, of your recruiting efforts take, uh, take hold. And, 
you know, th those lead years that, that you're talking about were lead years in terms of, of the results. But I can look back on those years and, and say that every year we got better and better and we got more and more competitive. Mm -hmm. uh, we've always tried to play tough schedules outside of the conference as well, too. So, you know, when you play schools like West Virginia and Ohio State, and, and, you know, those are going to be tough games for you to win. So those are going to impact your record negatively, but in terms of the development of the program, those are invaluable games for us to play. So um, I think once we kind of got the program and got the kids to, to buy into what we were trying to do and then started to get the types of players that we needed to compete at a high level in the Atlantic 10 and, and you know, against a, a, a top non-conference schedule, things started to kind of shift and, and turn around for us. And, and I think you saw the, you see the, uh, uh, the result in, in 2015 where, um, you know, we, we made the conference tournament as a number seven seed and then uh, went on to win, win the tournament and make the NCAA tournament. So, um, and we did that with a lot of freshmen, yeah. a lot of sophomores starting. Right. So it takes a while. It takes a while to get things headed in the right direction. Um, I mean, the team, before, the, before I took over, the program had finished in last place in the Atlantic 10. So there was certainly a lot of work to be done and, and um, a lot of bumps in the road on the way to get to where we wanted to go. But um, um, it's, it's turned around for us. And, Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you have, and you know that that kind of brings me to the next segue. You you have some seniors this year who were part of that team. Um, it's it, it's an interesting uh, group because you know they've they've actually not since then they've the record is actually your record has actually gotten better in 2016 and 17. Um, you know you finished higher in conference play. Um, you know, t it's tough to win, I guess, win the conference every year in the, in the tournament, but, um, but you certainly had that success. Um, maybe talk about some of the t seniors um, that are coming back that, that contributed to that, to that run. Obviously, Katie O'Connor and Kara Murphy are the two that stand out uh, for me. I, I apologize if I'm missing anybody else. I'm sure there's a few others, um, Abby Lasco, people like that. Yeah, I mean, Katie and, and Kira obviously yeah. are, are kids that that stand out because, uh, you know, I'll give Katie's our, you know, she set the record for, for, for goal scoring for our program last year as a junior. Right. Uh, so everybody's going to see her name and Kira set all the goalkeeping records last year. I think she holds the record now for, for, uh, for career wins and, and maybe for shutouts as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Abby's, Abby's somebody that, that has, has kind of been the glue that, that keeps the team together on the mm -hmm. field. Um, I can make a case that she's every bit as important as, as, as Katie or Kira. Mm -hmm. um, and Casey Young's yes. a local kid from Penn Trafford. Right. He's been a captain for us for the last two years. Um, and uh, she's a rock for us as, as a central defender. And, um, never really played center back before she got here. She was more of a central midfield player, a holding midfield player. And um, 
she stepped in where we where we had a real need, and um, she's, in my opinion, the best center back in the conference. Was mm-hmm. a first team All Conference player last year. Um, tremendous leader, tremendous athlete. Um, and then you know we've got girls like like Lexi Taylor, even the Christich, who are kids that have struggled with some injuries throughout their career. Uh, but Lexi now especially is back healthy, so we're looking forward to her becoming a key contributor. Um, Kristen Katsopoulos is another kid that was a, a, a freshman on that championship team who mm-hmm. was very versatile, plays as an outside back and plays a wide midfielder. Um, so all those kids, you know, with, with varying, varying roles and, and, and abilities and things that they do well, um, they all fit into uh, put the put the puzzle together. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and and obviously there's there's been incremental recruitment obviously every year, but uh, it looks like you have quite a few. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I think you're at up to 13 uh, WPIL players, local players, um, and I think this year you have 14 freshmen. So um, right. obviously the recruiting. The importance of recruiting—it's just—it's never ending, and obviously, you know, recruiting local players too has become something. If you look at all the D1 programs in and around our region, um, obviously Duquesne and and I think Robert Morris too, uh, Pitt's really just starting to get into bringing some more local players on board. But you guys really set the standard. And it was, you know, when I first started here, would you believe that there was one kid from Western Pennsylvania on our roster. Wow. Um, that was, for me, it was just unbelievable to think of uh, of the school located in downtown Pittsburgh with, with one player from Western Pennsylvania on the roster. Um, so that was a real, that was a real priority for us, just to make a, a concerted effort to get the best local kids to come here. And uh, you saw that with with Casey and, and Kira and Abby, mm-hmm. and Alex, you know, girls like like Nina Devaldo and, and uh, Lauren Bell, who's maybe not from Pittsburgh, right? But she's from Hermitage. Yeah. Uh, now in North of here, mm-hmm. and then you look at the freshmen that we have on the team this year with uh, <laughs> the Riverhounds kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're we're thrilled that we're continuing to get good quality players from from, uh, from Western Pennsylvania, and uh, our goal was always to, to recruit, cast as, as wide a net as we could in terms of our recruiting efforts, but uh, always wanted to back forward to the kids from Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of, any notion that uh, maybe some other maybe people might have thought you can't win with players from this area. I think you, you kind of de- defied that notion. I, I would think that people would see the success that we've had over the last few years, and if that's their opinion, then I would think that they would have to change because those are some of the kids that have been some of the best players to, to ever play at this program, and they're winning games, and they're competing for championships. And, you know, and I could say we... The, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, the year that we we won it in 2015, that was a that was a very good team. The teams that we've had since then have been better. Right. 
more talented, more athletic. Um, it's tough to win the tournament every year because every year eight teams make it, and any one of those eight teams can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the year that we won it, and the the all the top seeds lost that year. Eight beat one, seven beat two, six beat three, five beat four. Um, so that's a testament to the depth of our conference and, and, and how uh, how challenging it is. Um, but I can honestly say that the teams that we had since the year that we won it have, have been better. We just couldn't, for whatever reason, finish it off when, when it came to tournament time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I'm convinced that, uh, and, and our players laugh at me because every mm-hmm. season when we meet before we start our first training session, I tell them that this is the best team that we've ever had here. And they think I'm kind of joking and they laugh a lot, but <laughs> I sincerely believe that. And I believe that about this team as well because we've got such a such a, a tremendous uh, foundation of, of experienced players and our, in our seniors and, and, and juniors, but the freshmen and sophomores that we have are... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, are pretty special as well. And, and I certainly think that this is going to be the deepest team that we've had since I've been here in terms of, of talent and athleticism. So it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch these kids grow and develop together. Yeah, and you know, I've, I've watched a lot of the, um, especially the freshmen and sophomores play at the other levels, you know, playing in high school and even competitively on the club levels. Um, they're, they're just, it is, there's a lot of good players there. Um, what is, so in terms of um, what should we expect from from your group? I said you, you have a little bit more athleticism maybe than you've had in the past. Um, you've had, you know, obviously, technically and, um, you know, in terms of um, just, the level of player that you have, um, what what type of play are you are we going to see from Duquesne uh, this year? Maybe as opposed to in the past, or are you pretty much stick with what you what you've what has made you successful? Yeah, I mean we have some, some basic some basic philosophies of how we think the game should be played that that are never going to change in terms of um, um, Defending well, being well organized, being disciplined, being, uh, being physical. Um, those are those are things that are never going to change. Um, but we always, you know, we're always looking for ways to, to to be more efficient and do things a little bit better. And if I'm honest, and I look at our teams in the last couple of years, I would say maybe we haven't cre- created quite as many chances as we should. Um, so if I had to pinpoint one thing that I'm looking for us to do a little bit differently, a little bit better, is to just have a little bit more end product to our possession. We've always been a team that's that's pretty good at keeping the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. If I'm, if I'm critical of our team, maybe it's been possession for for possession's sake, and we're not doing enough with it in terms of creating actual goal scoring opportunities. So. Um, we're still going to look to possess the ball and play an attractive, uh, uh, possession-oriented game. But there are times when when you need to play direction. There are times when you've got to look to play maybe hopeful balls over the top. And, and with players that we have playing mm-hmm. up top this year, especially, right. um, we've got athletes that can do a lot of damage when uh, when they get it behind defenses. So. 
Um, nothing too drastically. Right. That we're going to change, but uh, uh, but uh, just a couple of tweaks here and there, and, and, and still adhering to to the, to the style and, and, and the principles that have got us to where we are right now in the conference. Yeah, I mean, I've watched I've watched Katie O'Connor playing against you know Pitts back line last year and she was having her way you know um, and I remember you made a comment after that game you said something along the lines of we we don't you know we play these teams we don't we don't sit back and you know hope for something to happen you know, we, we we play a certain way um, we're not going to sit back against the top division you know against you know the the ACC type teams and and in West Virginia's and teams like that so um, yeah. That's a tribute, kind of, to where you've gotten this program, too, right? Yeah, I mean, we want to go, we want to go toe to toe with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have to tweak that a little bit, depending on where we're playing and who we're playing. Certainly, when we're playing on our field, um, we'll, we'll 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 go toe to toe with anybody. We may be, we may have to kind of pick and choose our spots in games. Our first two games this season are against. Arkansas and Penn State. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, a tough opening. So um, we'll try and strike a balance between, you know, maybe pressuring them higher up the field and sitting in a little bit and, and kind of picking our spots. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we have a team right now that I think is built uh, to go out and press teams all over the field, and, and, uh, um, and, and that's what we're going to try and do. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to the season, that's for sure. Um, do you have, I mean, obviously you mentioned the preseason, uh, the early season games against really good competition. I mean, Penn State, and um, I think you guys also, you see, I, th- I know you see Robert Morris, and is there, a, there might be a pit scrim, um, um, exhibition, correct? Well, no, we have, we have, uh, we play pit in the regular season. Oh, it is regular, okay. Uh, yeah, we play pit uh, at the end of August. Right. Okay. Uh, our, you know, our, our, the start of our season is, uh, you know, we've got we've got Arkansas in in the opener, at, uh, Penn State on the Sunday, and that's at Penn State's tournament. Mm-hmm. We're back here the following Friday against Jacksonville. It's the first time we've ever played them. Mm-hmm. And and then on Sunday we head out to, to Columbus and we play at Ohio State. Um, huh. So uh, yeah, that's that's a real murderer's row of teams that we're playing, but. Um, yeah, hey, you know, it's it's all geared around preparing us for uh, for the A10 schedule, and and the hope is by the time we get to get to the Atlantic 10 portion of our uh, of our schedule, that uh, there won't be anything that we haven't seen before. So. Yeah, and I see one a couple before before um, we finish up. I, there's a couple other things I want to touch base real quick. Um, I see you've made some additions to your uh, coaching staff, and I noticed that you have a few freshman goalkeepers coming in so I think that's probably good timing you have a new goalkeepers coach Eric Eisenhunt Uh, we're a little familiar with Eric he's been involved in some other circles that crossed our paths Uh, um, maybe talk about Eric and your coaching staff and and what they contribute to this to this program yeah I mean uh, it was it was always going to be tough to replace you know Brian and and Ashley who left to uh, take head coaching jobs but um, Erica Marshall, who's, who started with us in uh, in January, has been uh, has been fantastic. She's a local kid. She she played at Upper Saint Clair. Um, she played collegiately at Towson. Was a very high yeah uh, high level player and um, great energy. A tremendous young coach. 
so uh, she's she's already had a huge impact on the program. Um, Eric is is somebody who um, I think is going to be phenomenal for our goalkeepers. We've got five goalkeepers on our roster. Yeah, year, wow, which is the most that I've ever had. Um, but I think he's a guy just through his his background in the game, his knowledge, his ability to, to organize a training session and to manage players. Um, I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. So uh, I couldn't be happier with, uh, with with the staff that we have right now. They're going to they're going to do great things for us. Yeah, that's great. And so, in terms of um, anything that you're really most looking forward to this season, obviously the A10 play and maybe just getting into um, you know get up there in the top two or three teams again. Or you know, realistically, what, what are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and I, I told the kids in, in our opening meeting that, uh, you know, our goals now are, are going to be the same every year, to, to win an Atlantic 10 championship, um, try and, and, and finish with as, as high an RPI as possible. Um, at some point, you know, we'd love to get in the mix for consideration for that large bid in the NCAA tournament for us to do that. We've got to continue to play teams like like Penn State and, and Ohio State and West Virginia, and get results against them at some point. Um, so, but the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is just getting back on the field and, and, and starting to play games again, especially with this uh, with this team. Um, it's a special group of kids, and, and they're really motivated to do well. They're fit. They're hungry. So, uh, yeah, we just can't wait to get started. All right, great. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to it. We will have uh, coverage through the season on Pittsburgh Soccer Now. I'm um, very excited to say we have uh, somebody who will be uh, trying to get to as many games as possible um, following uh, home games, both the men and women, Duquesne with Zach Weiss. Um, of course, I'll make a point to get to a few games as well. Um, and you know, definitely looking forward to the inner, you know, the inner city match with Pitt and and seeing Robert Morris and whatever games um, I could get to as well. I'm, I'm I'm always try to get to at least two or three games a year. So um, always good to see you, Joe. Yeah. So again, thanks for your time today, and um, you know, good luck this season, and we'll be watching you closely. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. All right, Al. Take care. Take care. Now. All right. Bye.